Hey and welcome to That Dubai Girl, the podcast. I'm Elisa. And I'm Kirsty. Every week we'll be chatting about the trials and tribulations of living in Dubai. Your problems, your big wins and your crazy confusions. We're here to try our best to help guide you through it all. There's going to be some silly chat from us and we'll be joined by very professional experts who will actually say stuff that matters. We want to thank you for being part of our ultimate girl gang. Right, let's get on with it then. Kirsty, back with you for Valentine's Day. How are you, Kirsty? Happy Love Day. Happy Valentine. Galentine's Day. Hold on, day. can I just say, you're saying it wrong. Oh. You're saying Valentine's Day. It's Valentine? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, probably because I've never had a Valentine's. Have you not, actually? <laughs> no. What about when you were younger? Like, did you ever get any Valentine's cards in yeah, school? Yeah, Yeah, that's the same with me. And I found out when I was an adult, because I used to get like three or four a year. And I was quite an ugly kid, to be honest. So it was unbelievable. And it was actually my parents writing with their left hands. I know Aww. it was. I don't think they've ever actually explicitly said to me that it was them, but I know it was them. I know yeah, my, I'm sure my mum used to do that and leave us little love heart. Like from chocolates. Guess Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, you and I both don't have Valentines this year, so... Uh, We've got each other. Yeah, we do. Galentines. Oh, right, I've got to say, I keep seeing all this stuff at Galentine's Day. I think it's shit. Oh, no, I don't. Come on. I like it. Come on, Kirsty. There's like nothing it. wrong with being single on Valentine's Day, There's right? There's nothing wrong with being single full stop. Exactly, right. And I saw this thing for a restaurant, right? And it was like, anti-Valentine's party, right? Oh, God. No, but it gets worse because they said, right, the theme is not red. The theme is black, as if we're at like some sort of funeral and it's like really bad to be single and oh the world's ending how annoying right yeah but will that not just end up being a bar or a restaurant full of single people who end up like pairing up and shagging I think that's what they're after I think that's what they actually want from this but whether it will be or not I don't know it's Dan Tennessee can't it's Dan saying he's not free Dan's not free to come on the podcast. It's sad, isn't it? Oh, no. He said his exact words was, fuck, is it Thursday already? Oh, Dan. We'll get you another. Actually, will we do WhatsApp voice note to Dan? We'll do WhatsApp voice note. WhatsApp voice note is. Right, okay. So let's do our feature, Ask Dan. Yay. Clap. Yay. Ask Dan. Right, Dan, what question have we got for you this week? I've I've got a hot topic for you to discuss. Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler, yes. So you watched it now. Am I recording this? Yeah, let's let's record it for Dan. Hi, Dan. Live on podcast, but you'll be getting this slightly delayed, so we'll wait for your reply. Yes, we will. Um, so basically, our topic this week we're going to discuss is the Tinder swindler. Yeah. Now, you told me to watch this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I watched an hour and had to turn it off because I was just like, how are these people... <laughs> so stupid no really yeah no i thought like i felt sorry for them because this guy really presented himself as a baller yeah but even if he if okay i'm sorry even if someone presented themselves as a baller to me yeah and i love you and take you then they start asking you for money no red flag yeah and um, well what will we ask dan if he's got any credit so card dan, debt <laughs> dan <laughs> Did you first and foremost? Did you watch the Tinder Swindler? Yes. And um, what was your opinion on this, Dan? I'd like to know from a boy's perspective. And I want, I want to ask Dan a question related to that. Do you think it's okay for women to just want men for their money? 
Is that okay? Is that an all right lifestyle choice? No. I think it can be, right? They want a better future for themselves. They want, you know, it's not all about love, is it? That's the definition of a gold digger. I ain't saying anyway, I'm a gold digger. over to you, Dan. Hi, it's Elisa here in the post-edit right now. And um, Dan was unable to join us on the podcast this week. Um, but I'm sure that he's not used to gold diggers because he's skint as well. All right, back to the podcast. Bye. Bless him, he's ill. Get well soon, Dan. Bye. Miss you. Bye. But, do, like, Kirsty, you know there are a lot of girls and guys, well, let's be honest, it is more girls, that do look for the lifestyle choice in a man rather than the love choice. Like, do you oh, never yeah, think that can be okay? I I, I don't think that's okay. Mm. I mean... Uh... I'm playing devil's advocate here because I'm a, I'm a stupid person that goes for love and it's usually people that are absolutely fucking skint, so I haven't won we, in that we've, we've had this conversation about, like, financial equality and whatever. Like, yes. I think if you can hold your own... And you want to, and and you end up with someone who's a millionaire. Great, yeah. But I think you shouldn't seek that out. I don't think so. No. I think, but then also look at people. Some people's situations. Maybe they think it's their only way out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. Have you watched Anna yet? Anna, no. I've heard about the book though. My friend Laura, she listens to the podcast. Give her a shout out. Hey, Laura. Love Is her. this Laura who I met? No. No. This. Oh. Have you met Laura? Who did I meet at the party? Oh, that's Ashley, my cousin. Oh, she Ashley also listens hi, to Ashley. the podcast. But hi to Laura in Abu Dhabi who listens every single week. She'll be chuffed with this. She told me about this book about this Anna girl. And yeah. it's what well, that's all kind of Tinder swindlery, isn't it? It's about like her putting on a pretense, pretending she's really rich to make friends, isn't it? Oh, no, this is different, Anna. This is oh. one about the spy. Hold on. There's a new thing coming out on Netflix. Hold on. Right, you keep talking. There's some interval music while we wait for Elisa. Inventing Anna. Oh, no. So, this is a new one, right? And it says An audacious entrepreneur or a con artist. A journalist chases down the story of Anna Delvey, who convinced New York's elite that she was a German heiress. Oh, good. I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. It'll be out by the time it comes out. No, it'll, it'll be out by the time it comes out. What by the, by the, the podcast. podcast comes out on Valentine's Day? That's what we can do on Valentine's Day, Christy. Perfect. Sit and watch Anna. I've got Valentine's Day plans. What is it? Spa day with my friend. Oh, that's so nice. Spa and lunch. That's lovely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Chill. a nice girly. Are they all single? Or are they leaving their boyfriends behind? They're single. Yeah, but I like that. I'm kind of. Do you ever? This is going to sound really selfish. Go on. But do you ever go in like waves with your friendship group? Like my friendship group will all have boyfriends mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I feel like a little sad loser oh. and then they all break up and then it's great because we're all back to being a girl gang again. <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? Oh, I'm really happy they're broken up. It means I get her to myself. Have you ever had a friend that's really jealous of you being in a relationship or, well, let's turn it around. <laughs> Other way around. Have you ever been jealous? Like you feel like your friend's taken away from you to some extent. Um, I had this once with one of my friends, yeah, who was like my best friend, like two peas in a pod when we went to uni mm. and also was a quite like a man destroyer. Like she was just the coolest girl that I knew. And yeah, then yeah. when she properly got loved up, it was like game over. Yeah. I was like, I do not recognise you anymore. It can be hard. And I'll admit, I'm one of those people that just like all my friends, I kind of dump them a little bit when I get into a relationship. Oh, you bad. are the worst kind of person. Yeah. I that think is... I'm getting better though as yeah. I get older. Yeah. you got to live and you learn People from that People that one. dump off their friends when they get a boyfriend don't deserve you as a friend when and it then, all falls apart. Well, that's it. Because at the end, they all come crawling back. Oh, I haven't seen you for a while. And you're like, yeah, because yeah, mm. your dinghy does. Actually, to be honest, most of my friends are in relationships or married and um, they're all still 
grey crack. Like they, they go out and get on it, leave it. their husbands at home. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Look, today we're going to be talking about, um, well, we often talk about, you know, cultural differences in relationships, yeah? And we're going to be talking to an Emirati girl about what it's like to date as someone who's local in the UAE. I'm excited about that. Are you? Yeah, I'm pleased to hear someone else's perspective on the dating pool. Yeah. We have turned into a dating podcast, we've yeah, decided. We have. After the Valentine's episode, we're going back to like entrepreneurs and Are sports. We? Well, yeah, we'll see how we get on because we do just enjoy this, don't we? Do, do you? Do you like to talk about? Yeah, no, I do. I, I'll be completely honest with everyone listening to this. Yeah. We sit here for about two hours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by the end of this, I generally don't know what we've been talking no. about. It's like I empty my brain. And then when I listen again on Monday, when everyone yeah. else listens, it's like a surprise. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, And I exciting. make all this shit sound quite good yeah. at the end. Yeah. Little do you know what like, I, mean? I don't know what the word is, but like a, a puzzle of yeah. pieces together. That's what I do, baby. Radio editor, if you need me, just let me know. Um, right. So... Let's get Sadiqa on then to find out what it's all about. Hey, so we've got Sadiqa on the line. Hey, Sadiqa, how are you? Hi, ladies. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, thank you. So it's very exciting for us to have a different point of view about mm-hmm. Dubai and Dubai culture. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got in touch with us? All right. So my name's Sadiqa. I'm an Emirati mum of two. I've lived in Dubai my whole life. Uh, I owned a business for a few years before I sold it, and now I am studying for a PhD. Oh, Amazing. interesting. So what was your business? Uh, it was called Spontiforia. It's still around, actually. It's a bakery, cafe, boutique, and event space. Cool. Oh. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a really nice sort of concept store, and we used to do a lot of, like, networking events. We would do um, months, and we would showcase female entrepreneurs. So it was a lot of fun. So how did you, is that how you ended up looking at that Dubai girl? Is that what kind of drew, drew you to us, that we're, you were kind of in that same headspace? Yeah, I guess, although this was, I mean, a few years ago, I sold it back in 2018. But, um, I, you know, I'm still interested in seeing what, you know, women of Dubai are up to, whether it's an entrepreneurship or, you know, just generally socially. So it's been good fun listening to your podcast. Oh, thank so you. Nice. We appreciate that. Um, so tell us, Zika, what is it like, you know, being living in Dubai all your life? Like you must have seen things change a lot recently, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was so funny if we'd ever travel like for a couple of weeks, we'd come back and see something new. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, growing up in Dubai was, was good fun. I mean, um, it was just... Things were a lot smaller back in the day, so everyone knew each other a little more and things were a little simpler. And, you know, your weekends as a teenager were just maybe renting a movie and having a pizza with your friends. Oh, my God. Do you remember um, renting a movie? I know. <laughs> remember This those generation days. have never known a blockbuster, have they? <laughs> you know, my, my family actually owned one of the first video stores here, so that was my first ever oh, job. Cool. Oh, cool. That must so, have been yeah. the coolest job back in the day, man. You, used to, you must have been very, very popular. Oh, God, no, I knew how to sneak out movies that they didn't watch me watching. <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. Um, so, Sadiqa, a lot of this podcast, as you know, we like to go off on a tangent, is about dating, yeah? So yeah. tell us a little bit about what dating is like as an Emirati in the UAE. Like, how does it go for you? Well, it's so funny because I feel things have changed so much in the few years since I got married. So I've been married about eight years now. Yeah. Um, and I, I got married quite young, I guess, at 23, which I guess for Emirati standards is considered okay. Mm-hmm. 
but globally, I guess that's a bit of a young I think age. it depends. It depends. Yeah. Like, I've got friends who definitely got married at 21, 22, and 23. And mm-hmm. someone I'm working with at the moment, 26, and expecting his first baby. Um, so I think it's down to the individual. I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I mean, we see things changing all the time, so... Um, I mean, it's so funny because when you talk about arranged marriage, um, people sort of think that, you know, your family chooses someone for you and that's Mm -hmm. it and you don't have a say in it. Uh, You know, or it happened when you were a child and you've just been betrothed. But things are actually quite far from that. Um, What happens if you are technically in an arranged marriage, it's more that you're introduced to this person Mm -hmm. uh, by, let's say, a mutual friend or a family member. And then it's up to you to take it forward. So you get to meet them a couple of times. You speak, you, you know, try to see if you click, if you're on the same page. Um, And basically, it's kind of like a blind date, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like an introduction. So someone sets you up and you get to know each other. And if you think you can take it forward, you do. And if you don't, that's it. Yeah, I like it. See, the thing is, I think when a lot of people, and I'm sure that you are used to very close-minded opinions on some things, but I think when a lot of people think about what an arranged marriage is, it's like, right, you're assigned this guy, and that's that, and you're going to marry him no matter what, and that's really not the way it is, is it? No, no, No. it's not like that at all. I mean, there's, I mean, I feel like it really depends on even, you know, let's say family or community. Uh, mm-hmm. But generally, overall, that's how it is. There's no sort of idea that, you know, you have to be married by a certain age. Um, I mean, over the past two decades, I've seen women sort of like, you know, push that aside in favor of uh, just working on their career. And no one really thinks of that as something bad anymore. Um, I think that's you know, like global, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, mm. I think if you think about, um, I mean, my parents, for example, they got married and they had me at 30 which my parents are now in their 60s, 30 Mm. years ago, that was really, like, unheard of. My mum always says to me, like, she remembers having me at 30 and her friends having six- and seven-year-olds. Wow. So I think, you know, the whole... The whole time has changed and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've I've lived in Dubai for seven years. I've worked with loads of Emiratis and met loads of Emiratis and I think there's this just, like, global misconception yeah. about Emiratis for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just, you know, as a whole, the UAE, it's, it's changed so much in the yeah. past seven years. Like, I know when I moved over here, people were like, oh my God, you're moving to the Middle East. Oh my God, oh my God. Whereas now, we know Dubai is like number one hotspot for people yes. to come and visit and see. So, yeah, definitely. But but don't you feel like this is something I feel like I noticed? Um, I mean, you're one of the rare ones, I guess. You're one of the rare expats that have had the chance to work with Emiratis. But from what I've seen, I feel like there's so many expats that have been here years and years and don't actually personally know any yeah. Um, yeah so yeah i guess that has a lot to do with the misconceptions that i think both groups can have about each other and i think it's interesting to just sort of open up a dialogue and and show that you know we're more similar than we think yep absolutely i yeah. think that is the case it's like some of the most fun people i know are emiratis they're amazing Honestly, like we also, are so similar. I think it's a generational thing. We have to remember this country's 50 years old. Yeah. Like if we looked and sat, right, whatever nationality you are, whatever you country you come from, whatever religion, whatever, if you look at your grandparents oh, and I'm your not, yeah, you're great not like them. grandparents, yeah. you're nothing like them. Yeah. Like, even some of the things like my grandparents come out with now, I literally cringe. Oh, I'm like, too. oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you just said that. Yeah. Um, And like you said, I, I've worked with 
I work with some Emiratis who are in their 20s, in their 30s, and I, then I work with some people that are in their 50s and 60s, and mm-hmm. there's definitely a difference in how we communicate, how we interact. And like you said, I think the, the younger generation of Emiratis are kind of doing things in their own way, but that's the young... That's because this country is so young. Mm-hmm. That's why it's kind of seen as such a big difference. Whereas, you know, we're rebels compared to our grandparents and Heck they're yeah. rebels compared to their grandparents, you know? Yeah, definitely. I really see that happening. I mean, that's that's, that's all over the world, like you mentioned. So, Sadiqa, let me ask you about this then. When you see Dubai the way it is now, right, a lot of expats have come here now. We've come in here and we've ruined the place. No, <laughs> We're having, but how do you feel about Dubai now? Like in a worldwide scale, Dubai's really taken off. Like in in like I think especially over like the past five years, like Dubai's known all over the world. Like, are you very very proud to be from here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that growing up here and being from here sort of puts this sort of mantra in your mind, which means that you can make the impossible possible. Yeah. You know, I feel I feel that's kind of what we've really grown up with, and I think that's part of who we are. And so uh, we don't often take no for an answer, and we try, uh, and we're quite determined in, you know, achieving the things we want. Um, and I think that trickles down into our individual lives as well, you know, not just on a, on a let's say, global, uh, sorry, on a national scale, but even, uh, you know, in our day-to-day lives and the small things that we try to do. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you another thing as well that um, I've seen a massive change in the seven years that I've been here is is the impact of Ramadan. Mm. And like when I first lived here, I actually started out my UAE life in Abu Dhabi. And I remember Ramadan, my employer basically being like, just go back to your home country for a month because you can't you can't do anything, you can't go anywhere, etc, etc. And I'd say that over the time that I've been here, first and foremost, like last year was the first year we've seen that, you know, they didn't cover restaurants and they didn't stop bars is going on yeah and yeah. things and like i guess that's another way of like the country showing their tolerance and you know it's like becoming more of a, a, gl- a global celebration that everyone that lives here is kind of celebrating ramadan and mm. getting involved with ramadan whereas before it was kind of seen as something whereby you know only the locals or the the muslim culture were invested in and the expats saw it as an inconvenience and i feel like that's really nice as well like how have you as a as an emirati and with your family how has that changed for you over the last few years uh, i mean for us i mean the fact that the city's opened up more during ramadan and the sense that restaurants are open and stuff hasn't really impacted me mm. uh, or my family because for us ramadan stayed the same that it always has you know, it's always been a quiet month of just uh, being together with your family, spending more time at home, uh, a lot more introspection, meditation. So it's it's always been that for me. And I guess that, you know, changes from family to family. But for us, we've always really enjoyed it as a month of slowing down. So we don't have like a bucket list of um, Sahur nights that we want to visit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we tend to just keep it really low key and true to what the month really is. And what about Christmas for you, Sadiqa? Do you celebrate Christmas? Because I've noticed that, you know, across the UAE, I spent I spend Christmas here a couple of years, right? And it's just amazing. And that's just all to do with the welcoming aspect of the country. Do you guys ever celebrate Christmas with your family? Um, no, personally, we don't, I guess. Like, because we celebrate Eid, and I guess, I mean, the way you don't celebrate Eid, we don't celebrate Christmas. But that doesn't mean that we don't 
you know, take part in the joy of Christmas with our yeah. friends who do celebrate. So while we personally might not have a tree at home and a big Christmas lunch with our family, we definitely do visit our friends that do celebrate. We do, you know, share gifts with them. Um, and I think we just love, and for me, I love seeing my children grow up in a place where they get to witness all of these different celebrations. Yeah. Because I think it makes for a really rich childhood when you're exposed to people from all over and it, you're exposed to beliefs and customs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, uh, you might not know this, but I used to be a teacher and I loved it that um, it was it was a different celebration every week in yeah. a school here. Like, I loved it. Like, Diwali, Ramadan, Eid, Christmas, like, Easter. I, I loved that, working in an international school um, because I didn't feel like when I was in the UK, we celebrated the other celebrations as much. We mm-hmm. only celebrated kind of the British Christian tre- celebrations. Yeah, so, so I, I think that global aspect is really cool here. Yeah, I totally agree yeah you meet people from all over the world like when i lived in scotland i only really knew scottish people and it was so boring but whereas here <laughs> it's amazing and you see the culture you know in terms of like restaurants you get to eat for all over the world in the uae is one of my favorite favorite things i love it yeah i know definitely i mean it makes for a lot of fun <laughs> it's really amazing well sadika thanks so much for coming on yeah to tell thanks us. so much for giving us your perspective your story it's been amazing and we'll chat to you soon all right yeah Definitely. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Anyway, Elisa, exciting news. Yeah. Our, our brunch is now on sale. Our fashion garden pop-up at Super Saturday in the Dubai World Cup is now on sale. <gasps> Amazing. On the That Dubai Girl website. The first ever trackside outside brunch. That's really cool. So is it the place where the picnic tables are? Yeah, Usually. so at the moment it's it's a pretty open area of picnic tables, but mm-hmm. we're building an 800 square metre pop-up, oh. like an English country quintessential garden, but with all the cool stuff, like a DJ it. and a bar and all the other things. I'm super excited for this. So what's the deal for the brunch then? Well, you have to buy a ticket on that to buy mm-hmm. your website. Mm-hmm. 525 dirhams, mm-hmm. a little bit spenny, but because it's at the race course, yeah. premium So one of, a, one of a kind. It's a one Sitch. of a kind. And yeah, yeah. Uh, three hours beverage... Nice food. Sun. Nice. Love it. I'm there. March 5th. Well, I am there, but I am. So I'm not on holiday. You know, like I was supposed to be coming to this, Kirsty, but I actually am doing something else now. Yeah, she just blown me off. No big deal. I'm going to Serbia. She's going to Serbia. (laughs) We'll be all baking in the sun. She'll be getting on her thermals. It's literally minus two or something. Oh my God, no. I've never been, right? And it does look really cool, but... Great thing on our radio station, Love 107.1, plug for us. We are giving away a trip to Serbia, so it's going to be me and a bunch of our really cool listeners going on holiday together. How cool is that? That is cool. I'm yeah. sad that it's that weekend or I'd apply to be a part oh, of it. Oh, absolutely. And I would have fixed it. If my boss is listening, no, I wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. But I'm gutted I'm going to miss this. But then we've got the big one, the we Dubai World Cup. We have got the Dubai World Cup. You and uh, Chris McCarty. It has turned I into an absolute him. Scottish fest again, hasn't love it? I just it. cannot get away from this. It's like, great. See, because we're the most talented people in this country. Yeah, or when you get a Scottish <laughs> sponsor, all they want is other Scottish people. Exactly. We stick to our own, and isn't that good? Yeah. I mean, people think I'm Scottish with the old Kirsty Campbell, so we just yeah, say it's Yeah, it does sound very Scottish. Look, I've got a question for you, Kirsty, here from that Dubai girl on Facebook. Right. 
Ladies, I'd love to hear from you. I am about to turn 30, okay? And I want to know what do you expect, what do you keep in mind, and what do you need to make happen in the next decade before you turn 40? This is a loaded question. Uh. So she specifically wants to know a little bit of everything. How do you get in shape? How do you drink? What? Well, I can tell you how to do that. (laughs) I'm not married (laughs) or in a relationship. So far, my priority has been my career. I've been in Dubai for the last six years and I love it. Tell us, what do you think? And it's, you know, it's been really lovely because there's a lot of really nice stories in here, right? Someone's written on here, I'm turning 38 this month and really I reevaluated a lot of my friendships and lifestyle at the start of 2022. I'm focusing on surrounding myself with passionate, driven people, not people who gossip and are drunk partiers. She'd hate me. I mean, I think, okay, so for me, when I turned 30, yeah. it was like the three months before turning 30, I was like, my 30th is going to be like a small wedding and I'm going to have absolutely everything I want. I'm going to have a massive party. I want to look my absolute best. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I was having this conversation with my PT the other day that he said, you're like in a cycle. You basically, these key events happen in your life and you go on a mad one towards that key event. And then it's what happens on the other side of the key event. So you give up. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you an example. For my 30th, I was like the, you know, the best shape, the best weight, everything I'd been in my probably my adult life, especially mm-hmm. in the seven years and the seven equivalent Dubai stones that I'd gained on the way in. Um, <laughs> we all have. And uh, today, specifically, as we are a few weeks out from the uh, World Cup, the jeans I bought myself just after my 30th birthday, which I would like to tell you have never fit, currently today wearing them. So yeah, it's only, taken two, it's only taken two years in a World Cup to get my arse you know, into gear. I have never like, you know, got into shape for a specific event, right? But it's funny because like this time, I think it's nearly two years ago now, um, I was at my skinniest, right? I was totally at my skinniest. It was the first lockdown, right? And everyone was saying, oh my God, remember when you were so skinny and you were so... And I was like, yeah, it's because I was depressed. So if anyone wants to give me some more depression... That's what I need no, right it's now. Not healthy. No, it's, it's not, not healthy. healthy. But that's what happened, right? And to be fair, I think a lot of my weight loss is to do with stress. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't make take the piss out no, of mental health at all. And that's something not to do. But when people ask me what the relationship between, you know, me getting skinny was and how that's not going on now, it's because I'm a lot happier. I wish I could be the type of person that's that disciplined every single day of my life that's like, yes, get to the gym. You could do this, girl. But I'm, I'm like you, waves. Yeah, but yeah. I think... I feel like it has become like I've got to credit my personal trainer more than anyone else for this because it has become like we've become friends yeah it's been a really even he said to me when we hit like 30 sessions he was like I never ever thought we'd get to this point yes. like you just cancelled it you didn't want to do it you're yeah. so negative towards yourself etc etc I was quite neggy towards him and he said like you've it's had to be a complete change of mindset and mm-hmm. like even for me now it's like I do want to work out or I do want to do some kind of exercise so he set me this challenge about steps um, because I would some days like walk 20,000 steps and then some days walk less than a thousand yeah. and he was like if you can just consistently get that in your head mm-hmm. um, and I think out of the last 30 days I've done 26 days of 8,000 steps or Go more on, girl. and he was like that's something simple that you can do yeah. it's a 30 minute walk mm-hmm. go walk to the mm-hmm. shop and back yeah love it um, so yeah that's been good but back to the kind of like turning 30 thing Thing. turning 30 was a complete turning point for my whole life yeah um, like I started that Dubai girl when I was 30 now like 19 20 months on it's my full-time job which I would have never ever imagined um I think the thing about friendship like you completely 
reevaluate what people you want and yeah. in your life and a lot of people just you're like I can't bother with the drama like, I feel like the pandemics has a lot to do with that as well though like I just don't have time for bullshit anymore no. and I think as you get older you are able to set those boundaries a lot better so it's like you know when someone texts you or oh, do you want to do something do you want to go out tonight I'm a lot better at saying no than I ever used to be and also, you just have less tolerance for things. Mm. Like, if if you're meant to do something with someone and then something else happens or something else comes up and you can't do it, yeah. and you say to that person, I'm really sorry, but X, Y, Z, I can't do it. If they want to be petty about it and, not, and get the ump with you and not talk to you, like, get get a grip. It's life, isn't it? It's life. life gets things, in the way. Things get in the way all the time. Yeah. And I think sometimes people can be so, like, narrow-minded about it. Like, oh, she just didn't want to do this with me. Like... Mm-hmm. It's not about that. It's about how other things in your life are affecting you. Like, yeah. do I want to go for a dinner when I feel absolutely terrible and I've had no sleep and I'm stressed out to the max? No, I no. don't. I want to lay in bed and feel sorry for myself. And it's better to say no. Do you know what? It's funny because the last few weeks I've actually been thinking about this, but I haven't told you about it. I'm turning into you a little bit when it comes to my phone. Go on then. So... <laughs> Basically, I used to be the type of person that you would text me straight away and I'd just respond straight away, right? And I've realised that I'm not that person anymore. Like, the busier I'm getting, the more that I'm leaving my phone to the side. And then I had this pure freak out the other day and I was like, oh my God, I haven't replied to that person. They're going to hate me and blah, 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 blah. And it was obviously fine, but it, it was really like getting under my skin that I was letting people down. Yeah, you have to. The phone is the phone is a big one. You yeah, it's hard. Away from the phone, it was really, really tough. I was like, oh my god, I'm letting these people down. Like, you know, they're trying to get in touch with me, and I'm rubbish, and I felt so shit. No, you're not. Yeah, You've got to give yourself. A, it's just sometimes you just have to stop. Like sometimes you just have to. Like I just took the weekend off, and it's done me the world of good. Yeah, because I just needed to have a couple of days. I'm on a big stretch now for the next six weeks. And it's like, if I didn't give myself a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. it was like breakdown central. So (laughs) I'm not good at that either. Like, I'm not the type of person that likes to spend any time on my own. Like, I feel like that's wasted time. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm not good at switching off. I don't like it. I feel like I'm a real busybody and I've got to be doing stuff. I'm shit. Yeah, I don't like to waste days. Like, I, I like to do something with my day. And like, even on Friday, I just like went to a gym class, met my friend, had lunch, mooched, Mm -hmm. did like, but I do something. I think because I find it really hard, even though it probably would be much better for my body to like sit at home and have a complete Netflix day. Like I like to have a lazy morning. I'm not very good at, I don't like getting up. Oh, me neither. I'm rubbish at it. Like last week we had a team meeting at 9am and I'd actually booked it. It was so stupid. I was like, (laughs) why did I do this? Like we're all trying to get through like five of us from different locations trying to get through Dubai traffic. Like literally in the WhatsApp group, who made this decision? But this is the thing. Like I think, you know, we don't have normal jobs, right? So it's very like sporadic sometimes. So some days you'll be dead busy and then the next day you'll have maybe like one thing on Mm. and maybe the next day you'll have nothing on. And that's the thing. And gosh, I got to say, I feel sorry for people who work full time. Like that is rough. People who do like, also like, who do this like nine to five kind of thing. Yeah. like I have a friend who basically was working in a school, left, was working as a beautician and has gone from like, school hours school days off school holidays to six days a week like working in this beautician's yeah. tent travel. and and she thought that's what she wanted to do but she's like i just can't do that it's like, overwhelming having yeah. one day off a week i know there's absolutely loads of people in this country who do that but you understand now why those people are just so overwhelmed because you know if you get two days off you have yeah. one day to like sort all your 
crap adult in and one day to actually live live your life you know i think what you need to teach me help me out is just to just chill how you're do i me chill if you know anyone that knows me, yeah they you're will... right no you're right we I can get we you. can get we can get a specialist on next week a for chill chilling. specialist a chill specialist does it have to be said in that way maybe having sex with help <laughs> not with you Kirsty, you wish right see you next week bye <laughs> bye no no see you next week bye 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 not getting cut out bye 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 say bye bye mm. Bye.